0: Thank you for downloading this message from Roots Community Church. We pray that you are encouraged by the Word. If you are looking for more information, please visit us at rccphoenix.com. This week we're going to talk about the shield of faith. <clears throat> now, um, the shield, uh, when especially in our current culture, in our Marvel Universe-dominated uh, entertainment fields, um, if you think shield, you think of a specific superhero who carries a shield, anybody? Captain America, there you go, Ryan's not even here, he would be so proud. Uh, so yeah, Captain America holds a shield, and it's like this little round thing that he holds, you know, and um, this is, when we think of shield, that's probably what we think of, or like some kind of Star Wars, Star Trek, force field shield that's kind of just invisible all around us. This is not what we need to think of when we're talking about the, the old Roman soldiers. Um, and these, are, these shields I found were very interesting. And um, it is completely my fault you don't have a picture because I forgot to send them to Jules and Jill to put on the notes. So you're gonna have to visualize here with me for a second. So first line of your notes, the shield was large, rectangular, and curved. Large, rectangular, and curved. So if you can think that this shield is probably about chin high to the ground and it's a rectangle in shape and it's bowed like that almost like a like a crescent moon style um a shield and they were able to hold that thing and then get behind it if they needed to okay second line of your notes it was comprised of three alternating layers of laminated wood strips or plywood covered in felt and calf skin calf skin with large iron boss, with a large iron boss at the center, calfskin meaning a little lamb, not the workout you do at the gym to make your legs toned up. That joke. Um, so uh, it was a uh, so calfskin, calfskin. It was covered in calfskin with a large iron boss at the center. the The next line you know is the shield could cover the entire body of the soldier. So, if you'll just picture this with me real quick, this soldier is standing holding this kind of bowed crescent shaped shield and he can hold it and move forward or place it on the ground and hide behind it. Um, there's a, uh, if you, you can find videos of this online, but if you take just one single ple- piece of plywood and take like a, you know, like a metal ball that's got some weight to it and you just drop it right on it, it'll shatter it but if you alternate, you know, um, the, the patterns and you drop it on it, it won't break the wood at all. And so this was the design for the shield that was multi-layered like plywood and it was um, designed to withstand the arrows and um, anything that was being thrown at the soldier or flung at the soldier as a weapon. So, and it was designed to cover the entire body. So. We're going to talk quickly today about six things that, um, kinda, that I want to bring our attention to in this passage about the shield and what it says about fiery arrows. So number one in your notes, what are fiery arrows? Where, what are fiery arrows? So the reference to fiery arrows has two implications or two things that it references. Okay, um, The first one, letter I, the, or the number one underneath that is arrows that are lit on fire. Arrows that are lit on fire before being launched towards the enemy. And number two, arrows with poisoned tips. Poisoned tips that caused pain and burning in the limbs of the enemy. <clears throat> so both of these were used. There were there was an arrow that was set on fire and launched into the enemy. There was also an arrow that had a some type of uh, a light metal or carbon end that was soaked in a flammable liquid and launched so that when it hit the, when, it, when it hit the, the the armor the metal armor or part of the shield, it would spark up and catch on fire when it hit so it didn 't blow out going uh, going through the air. They also had some that were dipped depending on um, you know what nation you were from and what your, you know, uh, preferred fighting method was. It would dip these in some type of poison so that if the arrow even scratched you, um, it was said to uh, cause a sensation that was burning in you, thus the fiery darts, okay? These are um, examples that Paul uses on purpose. And I'm going to read um, just two quick uh, passages from two different commentaries, and they're kind of old English, so you're going to have to really concentrate with me as I go through them, because I had to really concentrate as I go through them, so reading them to you is going to be fun right now. So, but they give some great insight on why he used the fiery arrows as an example here, okay? Adam Clark, biblical commentary. The fiery darts of the wicked or devil are evil thoughts and strong injections, as they are termed, which in the unregenerate Inflame the passions and excite the soul to acts of transgressions While the faith is strong in Christ it acts as a shield to quench these He who walks so as to feel the witness of God's Spirit that he is his child has all evil thoughts in abhorrence and though they pass through his mind they never fix on his passions they are caught in this shield blunted and extinguished so he's painting a picture here that these things these that these uh, these fiery darts these fiery arrows are evil thoughts strong injections or these fleshly compulsions and These things that people who are not saved, when they encounter these things, these temptations, these impulses, when they encounter these things, inside of them it begins to well up something that wants to fulfill their flesh. It wants to fulfill their selfish desires. But when these things are are presented to or used to attack a believer... We do not allow them to sit in us. We do not allow them to to stay present in us or light up anything in us because we are looking at all of these evil thoughts and going, I am not going to allow myself to be focused here. I'm looking at all these evil thoughts as an abhorrence. Like I hate these things because these are the things the God I serve hates. They pass through the mind but never affix to our passions the temptation that used to kind of get the juices flowing for us like oh yeah sucky sucky now here we go you start to feel all that kind of you know that kind of the, the stuff that you have worked really hard as a believer to kind of put to death all of that when those thoughts come now as a believer as someone who has faith in Christ a shield of faith those things don't light you up like they used to And you wonder is it something that's just me am i getting old no you have been moved from death to life you have a shield of faith and these things don't have the effect on you that they used to because you got a faith in christ okay let's read john gill's exposition of the whole bible he gives a very similar um, a similar idea about what these are in his commentary and they these darts may be said to be fiery because they serve to inflame the mind and excite us to sin as lust, anger, revenge, and the like. From these customs and ways of speaking, the apostle borrows his phrase and suggests that the shield of faith is used to quench the fiery darts of Satan's temptations so they may not have the malignant influence they are designed for, which is chiefly done by faith's dealing with the blood of Christ. I love his term here malignant influence because that influence that reference of malignant is towards cancer and if it lights up the cancer in you begins to spread that is what we're we're we're, we're trying to prevent with this shield of faith everybody understand me so those those uh those fiery arrows fiery darts are temptations lusts of our flesh um these compulsions that we have as people who are human beings living in a fallen world that's what the enemy is using against us to try to, to try to cause our downfall okay so number two we figured out what the fiery arrows are so how do we take up and hold up the shield of faith how do we take up slash hold up the shield of faith next line of your notes we start with having faith in christ we start with having faith in Christ. <clears throat> Ephesians 2, 8-9 For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God, not a result of work, so no one may boast. The grace of God saves you, but that grace is given to you the moment you become a believer. You put your salvation faith into Christ Jesus this is the first time you pick up the shield faith in him okay letter b in your notes the next way we pick it up we operate our life through faith in christ we operate our life through faith in christ we have faith in him and then we continue to live by that faith as our compass as our plumb line as our center point for everything that we do hebrews 11:6 it is impossible to please God without faith. There's no loophole here. It's impossible to please him without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and he rewards those who sincerely seek him. As someone who has, has many scars and many, uh, a lot of wasted time and effort of believing the quote-unquote prosperity gospel... This kind of cooks my noodle a little little bit because there's a reward for those who diligently seek him. There is a reward for you. That's what he's referencing here. And you know what? There's probably many rewards, but you know what the number one reward is for seeking him? Finding him. He is the prize. He is the gift. He is... Is everything every answer you'll ever need getting him means you have everything so number three <clears throat> the shield is a defensive weapon it's a defensive weapon and you might think well no duh because we're blocking these arrows but there's something that it's very interesting that we mentioned before that the shield was covered in the skin of a calf or a lamb to put out any flaming arrows. The reason for this is that if a flaming arrow, one that was on fire, was launched at this plywood shield and it sticks in the shield, it has an opportunity to set the plywood on fire. It has that opportunity to do that. So what they did was, in addition to putting some metal, a uh, metal boss right on the front, that metal boss is like a, um, about this big, like a metal plate with this hump that looks like the front of this microphone on the front of it, um, that's right in the middle. But the rest of it is covered in this calf skin, in the skin of the lamb, that is, that is sometimes put in and soaked in like a balm because if the arrow hits the skin of the lamb that's been soaked in that balm, it puts the fire out, doesn't allow it to spread to the shield. As I was sitting and thinking about this, it's very important that we understand that the shield of faith does not mean I have faith in something. It is not just a faith in anything or a faith in the good or a faith in the positive or a a faith in faith. Like I have, you know, faith, family, football. Those are the three things, you know, if you ever live in the South like me, those are, you know, the three major important things in life, right? And they change order depending on today. Today they would be in a different order um, because of the Super Bowl, right? So faith, family, football. What does faith mean? Well, I just believe. Believe in what? In all that's good or positive. That may be a shield, but that's a shield that is subject to a burn up under attack. We have to have a faith in Jesus. And I find it very interesting that the shield that we're supposed to be carrying is described as one that has the skin of the Lamb. Also, uh, we, we refer to Jesus as the Lamb of God on it. It's faith in Jesus. That maintains us. It's faith in him, not in the church, not in me, not in a pastor, not in a ministry. In Jesus Christ alone, that will quench the darts. That is the faith we're supposed to be holding up. The other thing that we think of, you know, that it's not supposed to ignite these You know, these lustful passions, these temptations, these impulses that we have as people who are living in a following world. But the other thing that the enemy would use against us as a fiery arrow is doubt. It's not just, it's not just dealing with my temptation not just dealing with my impulses it's not just dealing with my my environment or pushing away these the 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 invitation to participate in sin it is also something that can deal with our doubt because if the temptation doesn't get you if you're not going to give into the impulses you're not going to give into what we refer to in the church circle as our flesh maybe i can just slide in a thought here and there it's not big flame. This ain't one of those big flames. Just a little bitty flame. God really say that? Are you really promised heaven? Does he really exist? Was that promise that you that resonated in your heart in prayer? Was that really him, or just your wishful thinking? Is that really? going to provide the needs that you have is he really gonna be caring about the healing that you've been asking for is he really caring about all this stuff those little guys sometimes those are the hardest ones to grab but our job is to put those things out and block them with the shield of faith my faith is in him my faith is in his word my faith is in that he is true in his righteousness that i'm going to heaven he has provided everything i need and my faith in him is going to allow me to quench that did god really say oh yeah he did did he really promise Mm-hmm. yep well you can't see it the things around you are very different than what you that the the, the spirit of god has kind of confirmed in your heart it's resonating in you and you're waiting and praying and begging and crying and yeah but did he really say yeah he did we're just not at that point yet he's going to solve it how he solves it my faith in him puts all of that out number four the shield is an offensive weapon the shield's an offensive weapon. Now, this is a little bit of an oxymoron for me because a shield is like what protect you from something, but remember I told you that on the very front of the shield, they put that iron boss, that little iron ball. You know what that was for? To get close enough to the enemy to take that thing and go, boom, and knock him on his behind. It was also used that if there was a stronghold or a or a a pile of rocks or stones that they were hiding behind that you could take the shield all the way up to it and ram that shield across the stronghold, knocking it down and revealing the location of the enemy. That shield, I've always thought was, I just gotta take it. I just gotta you know extinguish these thoughts. I just gotta deal with it. I never thought, oh man, I can use this against the enemy not just to protect me. second corinthians 10 3 through 5 for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ this is something we do. We are knocking these strongholds down. We are, are, are demolishing these arguments of things that set itself up against God. So we just talked about that, those darts being sometimes being doubt. There's, if we let those things fester every once in a while, you'll walk, be walking in your life and kind of figuratively trip over a pile of rocks. Like, where did that get there? It's a couple of little doubts you're leaving around. The building a stronghold that you're going to have to navigate i don't know how to deal with that i don't know how to to reconcile that so i'm going to walk around it i'm going to change the path that i'm going i'm going to do something i don't normally do instead of taking the shield of faith and go oh really is that what you're doing into me you're building a doubt a case in my mind did god really say and taking that shield and beating it to the ground You are not at the mercy of the enemy just launching attacks at you all the time. You can take that shield and use it as an offensive weapon against the enemy. Unlike the breastplate, which was fixed in place, it was attached, if you remember, to the belt of truth, and it it is attached to your torso front and back. You never took the breastplate off and covered your head you never took the breastplate off and put it down over your knees it stayed fixed but you know what you could do that with was the shield you are the shield of faith can be picked up moved and pointed in different directions number five so if that's the case what are some areas that we can use the shield of faith what are some areas that we can use the shield of faith in i'm just going to go through just probably like four of them here really quickly sickness sickness mark 5 33-34 this is the story of the woman with the issue of blood who was healed when she touched jesus Then the frightened woman trembled at the realization of what had happened to her. She'd just been healed. She came and fell to her knees in front of him, Jesus, and said, and told him what she had done. And he, Jesus, said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. What was it that made her well? Her faith. Her faith in faith, or faith that there's a possibility that something good's going to happen, or a faith that oh, I can get in this moment and everything would be all right and I just forget my problems. No, her faith was in Jesus, and she went to say, if I can contact Jesus, if I could come in and have an encounter with Him, I believe there's going to be healing there. It does not mean that you are guaranteed to be healed. God's going to do what He does for his glory and to fulfill his purpose but um if we're going to go ask him if we're going to go ask him for healing we got to be praying in faith because why your faith has made you well another area we can use our faith in temptation temptation <clears throat> first corinthians 10 12-13 if you think you're standing strong be careful not to fall <laughs> The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand, because when you are tempted, He will show you a way out so you can endure. So I want you to get a quick picture here of this soldier who is by himself, curved, crescent shaped shield, and he is, there's an onslaught. Just the enemy is he is in in a hot part of the battle being contested and there is just arrow after arrow after arrow after rock after rock after all these things that are being thrown at him and it's just he can hear the thud on those on that shield doom, 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 and he's just taking it over and over and over and over again And it seems like i can't get out of the the thing that i'm in i can't get away from the temptation that I'm struggling with I'm in a part of my life where I'm in a place that I'm being drawn I'm being these these passions are are being presented to me again that I being temptation for me to participate in these things and what happens do I have to sit there and take it no why because the God I serve uh, our enlisting officer if you remember the first message our enlisting officer has provided us a way of escape hey run right there and you get out of it you don't just have to take it the god you serve is not interested in trying to just have you get browbeat over and over and over and see how many how many of the darts your faith can take before it just finally cracks that's not the goal the goal is to provide you a way out he will provide you a way of escape. that's how faith can be used against temptation. Third one. Next bullet point in your notes: death. Death. Second Corinthians five: four through9. "While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. but it is not that we want to die or get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? The Holy Spirit is his guarantee that you have new life. So we are always confident, even though we know, that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing a different... Translation says we live by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. How in the world do we use the shield of faith against the idea or the fear of death? Because, um, It may look like it's over for us. There might be a moment where a sickness or something has overcome you. And it might look like that's the end for you. Um, But whether I live or whether I die, my goal is to please him whether I'm faced with an insurmountable disease that I'm not going to be able to get over or a question of, of is there any treatment for me or whatever it is, how is this going to end? Whether I live or whether I die, my faith is in him. I live by that faith, not by what I see. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to pray, I'm going to stand here and maintain my grip on the shield of faith because my faith is in him not what I can see right here at this moment the last one provision <clears throat> the last area is provision Philippians 4 18 through 19 at the moment this is Paul talking to the church in Philippi about uh, thanking them for supporting him at the moment I have all I need and more I'm gener- generously supplied with the gifts you sent with Epaphroditus their sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Did the job go away? Was there a financial struggle? Did COVID and the pandemic decimate your particular area? How in the world am I going to make it my God will supply all my needs. Not wants. Needs. Because if it was wants, I would have a whole bunch of stuff I don't have right now. He will supply all my needs according to his riches. How did God provide the need for Paul? Through his people. Let me do a sidebar here real quick. If you are somewhere somewhere and something inside of you, it's the Spirit of God, but you can't, you can't get away from it. Man, I need to roll up to so-and-so's house, and I need to buy him dinner. I have no idea why. There's, there, I don't know why. Do it. Man, I need to stop right here, and I need to give this person a ride home. I don't care if it's one block from here. I don't know why. Do it. My wife had this experience. Um, I can say this because she's not here. Um, And I won't get in immediate trouble. I'll wait till I get home. Oh, but all y'all are going with me, right? Oh, yes. I can say this without recourse. She'll forget after the game is done. Um, She uh, was driving down Bell Road the other day, and um, probably end of November beginning of December last year and she goes man she calls me and says it's 1030 at night uh, I'm laying down in bed um, and I'm ready to knock out and get ready for the next day And she calls me and she's like I just saw this lady sitting in front of this place she's homeless it's cold and I want to get her some food I'm like well that's awesome because there's a McDonald's right down the street from you just pull right in there rack up the value meal and go drop it off. She goes, no, I need to come home and cook her food. I'm like, okay, well, be safe. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, So she's like, "Will you help me cook because I want this specific thing. And I was like, okay. So dusted off the cobwebs, threw some water on my face, got out there and a whole bunch of us got up and cooked dinner, went back to that lady, dropped off, Homemade meal to her. Um, and you'd be like, oh, that's great. No. Uh, she wept when we walked up and she goes, I just got done praying. God, I haven't eaten in two days. Can I just have a meal? And you could be like, that was great, Matt. No, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. Nina sensing something in her heart and going, I got to act on it. I cannot leave it alone do not leave it alone because one of the chief ways that God answers prayer is through it's through you don't let that thing go don't quench it don't push it down don't say be quiet don't be like oh it's tired it's been a long day just do it because even if it's just you acting in compassion um um when were you hungry and you fed me? When were we homeless and we gave you a place to stay? Well, it's when you did it unto the least of these. So even if it's not that moment of the Spirit of God who is, and you get it wrong, there is still use for your obedience. Don't push that away. The last thing about the shield here, number six <clears throat> the shields joined together. The shields joined together. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask Jill to come help me with this because I forgot the picture. If you can just come here and stand here next to me. And then uh MJ, you come help me real quick. MJ, you can come help me real quick. They would take their shields and move together they would join them and it literally looks like a tortoise like these humps on the picture and the humps on the back and it was this formation that allowed them to take more arrows than they could on their own it allowed them to make an advancement that they could not make on their own hebrews 10 23 through 25. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. This is not the scripture that should be used to give somebody who's missed church for three weeks a whipping. This is a reminder to us that when you get in the building together, you are locking up arms, shields with other people who have a similar faith. And when you come in this room, it's not to walk in and put on the face, I'm good how are you? Blessed and highly favored. Don't say that nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, look, and I'd say that facetiously nonsense, uh, but I don't want the, 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 the fake. Man, I got my butt kicked this week. I'm struggling. Emotionally, I've been taking some shots. Okay? Then you get in the room and you find somebody that you trust in this room, another brother or sister in Christ, and be like, hey man, it's a rough one for me. And you know what he's, and then you know what our job is as a brother is to pray for you is to encourage you in love, to encourage you to continue to do good works, encourage you to say, hey man, this stuff you've already beaten. The enemy's tactics against you are things that are old. You know how to get out of this. He's already provided you a way out. I'm gonna pray that you remember these moments when you are under attack again later this week because you're gonna stand by yourself eventually, but the point of coming in this room is to lock arms, to lock shields, create that formation so that we can march forward together this is not about i came to church i'm a good christian person i did all the right things take that list please and throw it in the trash and get that out of your mind you are coming here with other soldiers who are carrying shields of faith and yours might only have one arrow in it this week and your neighbors might have 47 and in that moment you go you blocked 47 things Oh man, it's been a rough week. You blocked 47 things? Holy cow, I only got one and thought I was doing great. This is awesome. We need to celebrate what you just did. You held on to your faith. You held on to your shield. You held on to it. You are still moving, still rolling, still serving, still obeying. And that's what we're supposed to be doing here. Because when you're sick, When you got somebody that you're praying for that has a need and you walk in and see Sergio today, what happened to me and say, hey man, how are you? He goes, I've been watching God do miracles all week. And I went, tell me about that. And he began to detail out all the things that he's seen God do and answer prayer. Because my week is praying, but haven't seen the answer yet. And I don't know about you, but those moments are really lonely. But walking in here and hearing the testimony of someone who goes, I've been watching God do miracles. I'm reminded, Ah, I remember when he did it for me I remember that he hears I remember that he cares I remember that he listens and in that moment without him knowing it I locked shields with him and was able to remember there's a faith here that I'm not gonna let go it's just because I haven't seen it this week or in the time frame that I want, my God still answers prayer. The point of you coming here is to lock shields, to lock arms with other people who have the same faith as you and leave by going, oh, the word of God is good.